Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As a new Western Union customer, you can enjoy a $0 transfer fee on your first international online money transfer. Send money to your loved ones back home the fast, easy, and reliable way. Visit westernunion.com or download their app today to get started. And your first transfer fee is free. Services offered by Western Union Financial Services, Inc., NMLS 906983, or Western Union International Services, LLC, NMLS 906985, FX Gain Supply. Of the NBA Playoffs Nation, give it up for Little B. Thank you so much. Yeah. There it is. Don't yeah. That's a hard clap. That's not a golf clap. Right. I love it. I love it. I love it. No, we appreciate it. And we've got a lot of questions for you. No, thank you. First, you want to just show us this artwork? Yeah, yeah you first. know, I wanted to premiere this on Sports Nation for the first time ever. Skip the ahead first, a little bit. Uh, little B, extremely rare first painting. Time ever. Extremely rare. Yes, yes. This is for y'all. Okay, can you? I, by the way, I think that is amazing. Yes. Amazing. What is that? Did your crayons just fall down on some paper? What is that? Off from the heart, man. No, no, it's off from love, man. You know, look. How dare you question his genius? Yeah. I'm trying look, brother, to figure it this out. This is yummy, and I'm, I'm cute. I'm, All positive. You know? Oh, there you go. I'm keeping this. We'll take yummy that, man. All right, we got to get into these curses because they are the talk of the NBA playoffs. How do you properly execute a curse? Well, you know, me as little B, mm -hmm. um, I don't have the power to curse people, but it's up to the base guy. Okay. And um, I tap into the base guy, and um, he gives me that final confirmation mm. that is like, you know, you can do that and, and, and give me that, but, you know. But isn't your name Lil B and then the based God, yeah. right? Yeah. The based God is who I strive to be. The based God's perfect. I, you know, I'm I getting there. I'm He's you at there. your best. You're the based God, it doesn't sound like something positive, as you say, right? Based associated with some other things. Right, yeah, you know, and I definitely wanted to make sure I turn based around into something that was positive because, you know, that's definitely, you know, it, it used to hurt my feelings, you know, when, when the, the negative, um, I think the word is condensations or condensations. Condensations. Yeah. There we go. I was going condescending. Right. So. Where the Google at, man? Where off my phone? You got Max. You don't. You, you got a. We got you right. got Ivy League education right no, here. No, I love that. I love that. But you know, it was just like you know, I wanted to turn that around and transform that. You know what I'm saying? And put that in a positive way so I could feel good and, and everybody else can. So Stabbies, we're. Uh, 
We're going to fuck God your bitch. We're going to spread it. some positivity. <gasps> I hope y'all are feeling positive. I'm feeling I'm feeling gay. I'm happy. Figaro. Was that one of the ad-libs on this album? <laughs> Not on this album. That was an ad-lib that he premiered on uh, some later works. A deep cut. What a what a philosopher this man. What a what a cultural lightning rod. This is one of the most confounding albums and people that I think we've ever discussed on this show, uh, which, by the way, is uh, called Make It Stop. Bad music. Good times. And uh, my name is Heather Mack. My name is Mike Dunn. And uh, we are talking Lil B today. We are getting based. We Look, let me tell we're, you, Wody. <laughs> we're cooking. <laughs> I'm going to tell you we're about the base god. Yeah, I, I really I can't wait to know what the fuck you see. Actually, I mean, listening to that clip of Lil B, of Brandon himself on um, ESPN discussing the various curses he's levied against uh, major NBA stars in a full ladies lace dress, bonnet, and and dangling earrings. It, I guess I'm starting to see a little bit of the uh, the reason why. Brandon McCartney, for me, the best McCartney in the history of recorded <laughs> music. I'm this, a huge I'm a huge Lil oh, B fan. I'm I'm excited oh that God. you guys chose this album for this week. Oh. I didn't think we would ever do Lil B because I, you know, personally for me. Uh, I don't think he he fits on this show. Oh my god! Are you think, fucking? Did we listen to the same album? Look, man, you came around to Fair Artbraham. I'm gonna bring you around to the Lil B is art side because that's where I'm at. All right, Pitchfork. I hear where you're. <laughs> I hear where you're coming from. But um, I we're gonna tag in. Uh, we're gonna tag in some support here. I don't know where he stands, but we're gonna find out. Are you a, are you a friend or foe of the base god? Zach Armentrout was on the show with us hey, today. Guys. Hey, thanks for having me. I, you know, I, I gotta say, I've listened to a few episodes of the podcast, and I, I love that you guys are already disagreeing. <laughs> this happens every time. <laughs> yeah, no, this is really good. I, I think I fall somewhere in between you two, in between um, Mike and Heather. Lil B is has been a part of my life for a few years now, and it's he's he's like he's like a family member, you know, where where he 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 feels very much a part of you, but you can't always defend the things that he does and says. And yet he's he'll always be there, you know. Well, he certainly is. He will always be there. He is uh, a prolific young man. I guess he's actually about our age. I just found out that he is younger than me by like a year, and that really oh, pissed me off. Yeah, we're all the same he's, age. He's yeah. thirty. He's thirty. Yeah, yeah. but right, here we right. are. We're all in our early thirties and uh, mm-hmm. woefully inadequate next to <laughs> next to this man and uh, his. I mean, he's doing book tours. Have you read his book, by the way? Little B? Yeah. I have not. No. His book is just like, it's like, <laughs> Lil it's like Drill's book. Lil it's just B a series a of tweets, right? It is a series of um, notes he wrote on his cell phone. Yeah. About positivity, about being base. This is the most prolific uh, era of Lil B's career. In, 20, yes. in 2012, when Green Flame was released, Lil B released 17 mixtapes. Oh, my God. 16 of which were all new material, and the 17th of it, which was an 855-song mixtape of material cold from all his early MySpaces because before he even made any mixtapes, he was making hundreds of different MySpace pages to release his music on. So he released... 16 mixtapes of new material. Of those 16 mixtapes, they comprised 330 songs. So he was recording, on average, about songs a song... Songs is a liberal term here, <laughs> okay. because they're not all songs. But he was recording about a, a, a song a day and releing a mm. mixtape every three weeks. Just because you produce content 
there's a lot of people that produce content in the world, but this clearly speaks to you, Mike. So I want to know, why do you love Lil B so much? I've been listening to Lil B from the jump. I've been listening to him since 2010. The first song I heard was Violate That Bitch. And Ooh, I watched that positivity. The, love it. I watched the love music. It. I watched the music video where it was this guy standing next to a dumpster wearing a like lavender, very deep V V neck T shirt and like badly like lip syncing in a way where it was clear he did not remember <laughs> the words to his own song. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I was like, what the hell is this? And of sounds course, like a hit to me. Of course, it was like an ironic thing at first of like, well, this is just ridiculous. And it was, it was, you know, the YouTube was relatively young then uh, and, and rappers like getting exposure through social media um, was like a relatively new concept. And I think Lil B was like one of the earliest and most successful, uh, you know, people who did that. Listen, uh, Cameron wore oh, lavender too. All right. <laughs> over time. What I came to appreciate with Lil B is that it is like hip hop, like stripped down to its id, where it's like mm-hmm. it's like playing with the format in like a really interesting way, where it's like not just it's he's using these like tropes and these buzzwords, uh, stringing together these word salads that make no sense. Yeah. But like, which are like the elements of those word salads are like cut and pasted pieces of like hip hop ephemera of like what you're supposed to be saying, but like jumbled together in a really weird way. And I think most of it is ad libbed, and it's just it's like you're just you're just watching this man at the workings of his mind, and just a stream of consciousness. <laughs> yeah, as you listen yeah. to these out these mixtapes. Yeah, I think in one of the many, uh, like, hand-wringing, desperately trying to make this academic think pieces that I read, (laughs) I heard one of the comparisons uh, was, you know, he's the Andy Warhol of rap. He's taking these, like, cultural phenomena and stripping them down, just like you said. And, like, you know, he's taking the Campbell's soup can and putting it on a pedestal. He's taking fuck my bitch and putting it on a pedestal. So much talking about bitches. So much talking about that. Let yeah. me tell you. Let me tell you something, Wody. <sighs> this is this is why it gets kind of weird, though. It's because he he when you're trying to judge the quality of this music, you have to acknowledge that he is playing a different game from most yeah. artists. He's trying to show you, yeah, li- literally everything in his brain, and some of it is going to be worth talking about, and and some of it is going to be trash. A lot of it. <laughs> well, it's trash. <laughs> It's like the monkeys with the typewriter, isn't it? If you know, if you give them infinite monkeys, infinite typewriters, eventually you'll get a Shakespeare play. I'm gonna say there's no Shakespeare plays on this album, but there are some. There are definitely some genuine moments. And then there's about, I would say, 50 minutes. It's a 67 minute long album. I think it's like 62 minutes. It doesn't matter. It's far too long. So it's it's there's about 10 to 15 minutes of genuine good shit. I'll okay. give it that. Right. So that. So um, that's better odds than, I guess, some people. But I think what infuriates me so much is that uh, those songs is when he actually shows that he can rap, you know, competently. But I guess he created this universe and this gimmick because he wanted to not just be a, f- a famous rapper, but to kind of, you know, be this cultural icon. Maybe. Yes. Or he's just <laughs> trying to be super open and transparent with his fan base and... I, I like the monkey typewriter analogy a little bit, except that like if if it's so easy, then why aren't we all why aren't we all doing that? 
You know, he's yeah. he's like they they try to like <laughs> people try to people try to deconstruct genius, right? And they and they say that oh the, the people who uh, just, I want to leave, I want to leave. Hear me out. The, they, they they found that the the people who are who are who tend to be these like genius level people, the key is that they're producing more, so they're failing more. So they're that's why their successes and and Lil, shine through. And Lil B shows you all of his failures. I don't I don't think he's ever recorded a song and then not released it. Yeah, I think it's right. all out well, there. Well, I would say that uh, art is also about editing. There's supposed to be choices. I you know I understand that artists choices. Object- okay. A name of one of his recent mixtapes. <laughs> I hate you. Um, I believe I understand that art is subjective but I believe that what makes art art is its intention and somewhere in intention comes editing it does it has to it's a narrative right and I guess his whole intention and his whole narrative is just stream of consciousness blurt it all out and I guess you could call that vulnerability or you could call it laziness you know if he doesn't and ed- shamelessness if he doesn't edit himself it's like a cinema verite type thing you know like it's a different approach and I respect it somewhat <sighs> I will say approach to I will bitch say, I'm Ellen DeGeneres like a <laughs> look Ellen DeGeneres is a great song I will say there are a lot of bad Lil B songs like there's yeah it is hard to get through a Lil B mixtape sometimes you know there's a few shining examples of like yeah. times where he's just been on like I think God's Father and uh, you know White Flame uh, maybe uh, Base World Paradise there's like a small handful of like very good mixtapes that I would actually recommend to people uh, you know in good faith um, Green Flame is not one of those yeah, mixtapes. It's no. not. It's not. And we'll get into it. But let's let's talk more because, you know, I'm assuming our faithful and loyal stoppies are pretty savvy when it comes to the the story of Lil B. But let's, you know, given let's talk about some choice points in the Lil B timeline, right? He starts out as a teenager in Berkeley, California with the pack. That was his like first rap crew, and they put on a song called Vans, which I listened to, and I it was good. You know, it was fun. It was about skating kind of you know that skater vibe and it wasn't deep it wasn't smart but (laughs) believe it or not he hits the beat the whole time right so again you see that he is capable of these things and then just for reasons decides not to do them later but before that also by the way he was like a like a juvenile delinquent yeah he was like a robber yeah his mom worked like three jobs and his dad wasn't around and he kind of was unsupervised and reckless so when did when did the based concept like really emerge of because that I remember when you got into Lil B, I like you said, I went to that show, too, and I did genuinely have a good time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I've seen him live twice. Yeah, we <laughs> saw him live and it was really dumb and it was really. But I, I, I have to say that I saw it like um like kind of like a Wesley Willis or like a you know like a, even a Daniel Johnston like a mm-hmm. like a like an outsider artist that is maybe not known for good music but it cultivates a, a persona um, and there's an ironic detachment from it like I was definitely firmly in that ironic detachment camp I was like nobody could possibly think that this music is actually good but apparently my life is a lie so when did that really <laughs> happen like when did he fully embrace the based identity and um, all of that. It's like 2009. That's when he first started releasing stuff as Lil B. Yeah. Solo stuff. 
Yeah. Um, and based w- was like a con, you know, it was pe- something people used to say to call him to make fun of him. Say like, oh, like, like you're crackhead. based, you're like a crackhead. Yeah. Um, so he- he's got a little of that crackhead energy. Yeah, he's got a very energy. weird energy. Yeah. That slur. Yeah. Does he do drugs? Is he on drugs? What's happening? Tell me. I- I'm going to stop talking. I just want you guys. Go ahead. Tell me about what fucking Lil B is. It is weird because I do think he has like a, a history with drugs, but he also has this kind of straight edge energy sometimes. Yeah. Do you pick like up on youth, that? Like a youth pastor energy. Yes. Yeah, yes. 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 The weirdest youth pastor. Like, the <laughs> is he a cult leader? Like, what? What's up? What's going on? Uh, no, I mean, not really. I mean, he does have like a he. There is the bitch mob. You know, there's the task force. He did. Okay, tell us about the task force. What well, is the task? Force? Well, around this time, he started rocking pink bandanas a lot, and he was tweeting a lot about uh, being bitch mob task force and task bitch for- mob. The- Can we just talk about that for a sec, real quick? The bitch mob is like just like he he just he comes up with these like concepts that are like. Just these fake hip hop concepts of like, of my crew is the bitch mob, but it's just him. Do you think he's the bass god is just him? Do you think he's making fun of hip hop? Do you think he's kind of thumbing his nose at it? I don't think he's doing that. No, I think he's paying respect to it, but also just kind of playing around with the the structure of it. I don't know. Yeah, I I have uh, Lil B's own words words on uh, bitch mob here. If you want to hear it, oh yes, this is a tweet from 2010. What does bitch mob mean? Bitch mob is tiny pants mafia, the tiny shirts mafia. (laughs) This is something that is so rare, I cannot believe. <laughs> and he signs it, of course, Lil B. Lil B. He signs every tweet, Lil B. Oh, man. Every post on the internet he signs, because they're all rare and you need to collect them. <laughs> right, um, that is an interesting concept. It's like his his mixtapes, his music, there's something to have, right? That's... that's it is, I was going to say rare. That yeah. is unusual. Right? Is this yeah. like an That's ICP? Is this like the Joker cards? Is this like the great, is is the base god the great Malenko? Is it all some <laughs> Christian parable? Like, I don't think that anyone really gives a shit about this stuff except for Lil B. Like he's built this world in his brain where all this stuff means something and is important. But clearly it means like, something to you. Well, I like to kind of... You know, I I can't. You like the fantasy. I can't even fully understand it. Like it's all just. <laughs> yeah. It, only he understands what's what's happening, really. Yeah. I mean, even the fact that how he'll like have lines where he just won't say the last word that he's gonna say. Yeah. Just he be just, like, ah. I come in with the. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that does underscore that he is literally freestyling a lot of this. But, yeah. but okay, well, like but, we used to freestyle. You know what I mean? Like I but, like freestyling. Well, hold on. I want to talk about the task force. Okay, real talk quick. about the task force because the task force was something he started doing, uh, where he was requesting of his fans to yeah. be the task force for him on the internet, and you can only be a real little B fan if you were task force. And then what that would mean is if you were. You saw anyone posting something mean about Lil B that you would have to go like wee 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 task force assemble Lil B is in danger. Like, I remember that. It was like, I remember you participating in that. And that's another thing that's great about Lil B is the memes. He's like a master of memes. Like he, his ad libs yeah. are all memes. Like his, like the way he does his album covers and stuff. Like yeah. it's all meant to be like. You know, it's it's supposed to be funny. The album covers are ridiculous. They are hilarious. I saw the one for Pink Flame. I looked at all oh, the... God. That is so funny, where his body is a woman's head. It's, no, no, his... His he, head his, is a woman's... A woman's... His, he, his face <laughs> is a woman's torso. That's what, oh, okay, that's right, that's right. That's right. It's unbelievable. I, I gotta... So there is, like, a level of delight to be had in this. I will... Yeah. But I'm... Uh, 
wondering, is it because he is just trolling everyone and he's trolling the hip hop industry and he's trolling society? Or is it because he genuinely feels like this is the way that he's going to get his message of positivity out? Or is it just that he doesn't give a fuck? And or is it all of the above? And maybe... And maybe that's fine. I don't know. I was thinking about this in the in the context of Soldier Boy. I feel like they have so much in common, right? Yes, he. But uh, Soldier Boy can catch a fucking beat. Lil B was an influence on on Soldier Boy, though. That whole like pre Boy yeah. swag thing uh, that, that was right. totally Lil B inspired. So, dude, Soldier Boy stole Lil B swag straight up, straight up. Yeah. But yeah. admittedly, did do it better. Did do it in better. Many respects. Mm, I would say. Bitch, Soulja I look Bo- like Goku. You think that's better than Ellen DeGeneres? <laughs> 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 Whom do you look like is really what we're boiling it down Bitch to. Bitch, I'm Miley Cyrus. I'm Miley Cyrus. Cyrus. I love the way he like delivers those lines. He does. You he's love. You got to give him credit. He switches <laughs> yeah. his. He switches his flow a lot. He switches his styles. There a lot. is no flow. There's nothing to switch. He has very distinct, it's an like different, uh, different tribute he pays to hip hop. Different ways. Bitch what? Mo- Bitch Mob Respect the Bitch was like a, th- a throwback to like G gangster rap from the, right. the West Coast. On this album, he's got a few it's songs all... that are supposed to be like Cash Money New Orleans style. I like can Manny hear Fresh that, Beats. yeah. He was shouting out New Orleans a bunch of times, which I was like, where? You're not from, you're from <laughs> Berkeley. No, but he does that when he does like a New Orleans style song. I like see. he likes to like do different styles of hip hop. He did, a, it's a lot of drill, really aggro. This Honestly, one... Millionaire's Beats. I was listening to this and being like, this is, this could be on a Millionaire's album. Like, this, uh, this one, this this mixtape especially is a very aggressive yeah. I think the flame series in general he tends to go pretty aggro so, so he's got red flame blue flame white flame black flame green flame there's also red flame devil music edition and red flame evil, <laughs> evil version evil, evil and then version. Uh, most recently platinum flame came out so now, yeah and on uh, the <laughs> green flame cover in the bottom right hand corner it says you have almost collected all the flames <laughs> Congrats, stay based for Rilla, Lil B. <laughs> I had to zoom in for that. Dude, and also let's talk about what's on, uh, like what else is happening on the cover. Yeah, go, real yeah, quick. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, there's a guy in a ski mask, which is presumably him, right? Is oh, it's a... not even a guy. It's an empty ski mask oh, next a... to his head. <laughs> He's. It's him with like a. It's just his, his disembodied head with a um with a white t-shirt uh, like wrapped around it like a like a turban, and it says Lil B Green Flame, and the Lil B Green Flame has a wild um bevel and bevel and emboss on it, which oh yeah. I don't know if you guys fucked around with like early Photoshop. Some Photoshop, yeah. But you always had to get that bevel in there to make the letters really pop out. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, it says go jackets and there's little yellow jackets also this is all happening his face and all this stuff is in front of a computer chip a green computer yep. chip and there's all these little green houses like monopoly houses around the border what the f- with a parental advisory sticker, of course. <laughs> of course. So what is what does the green flame symbolize? What do the different flames mean? Do they have meanings? Uh, Mike? Yeah, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> so I think this is I think it is his own version of like the the ICP Joker card. Right. Okay. But I don't. No one really. No one really cares enough or to find <laughs> out like what it actually means. I think in general, though, the the flame albums are just like they tend to have more. Uh, what do you call based material, which is the stuff of just <laughs> which <him> is trash <laughs> spinning really aggressively. But there's actually there's quite a few of his like woke material on this too. There is, yes. yeah, and I, and I will say there were moments that I appreciated about that, but it. <sighs> It's still very baffling. And maybe that's the whole point. It's supposed to be some like ridiculous hieroglyphics that you're like, at a certain point, you invest so much time, just the sheer amount of time. How many hours of your life have you dedicated to this music, Mike Dunn? I've listened to almost all of his mixtapes, and he has over 60 of them. What the fuck? 
Um, what? I've fallen, I've fallen off in recent years. I haven't listened well, now to it's much like, after Black Ken came out in 2017, but... Now it's like the sunk cost fallacy, though, Mike, because you're like, you have to justify this shit if you spend that much time on it. Well, a lot of them I only <laughs> listen to once, you know? Like, the there's only... I f- would hope so. I yeah. would absolutely <laughs> hope so. I would demand so. <laughs> I care about there's you. Few, I'm your friend. <laughs> but, you know, that's how you, you kind of got to... I don't know. I think that there's good songs to be found on all of them. If you why couldn't he just put out a good album? I think the reward is in the digging, right? Oh is that part God. of it? Is that you're you're it's like sifting why I go to through... flea markets in New Hampshire? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. I think the reward is in the digging. Yeah, I think like <laughs> thank you, Zach, little... for helping us out here because <laughs> I think Mike's having a moment. <laughs> there's gems. There's gems to be found. He's there. looking up to the ceiling, I really know. pondering <laughs> why he spent. <laughs> so many hours doing this it's such a commitment <laughs> he's really taking and a moment i mean it's it's fascinating to, be, to think about you in this but also like to read these think pieces and these stories the new yorker spin vibe you know all of these different pitchfork these alternatively like fawning and baffling and just like desperately trying to make sense out of this and i feel like that's my take on it is that it's all a fucking joke like it's all a troll it's all a it's all a, just something so absurd let's show up in the lace dress on espn there's no like hidden meaning to that but he can either pretend it is or he can just say i really don't give a fuck and i think that is what is so intoxicating about little b is that he truly does not give a fuck and you have to give him something for that but i cannot say that this is good music in any mm. universe there are moments. There are good moments. But this is not, as a cultural icon, he's compelling in a sense because he's reflecting back on us some, you know, this kind of vapidity and, like like you said, the id of hip-hop that people actually really want, I also, you know? I also think it's, like, really influential. Like, I think you look at... What? I think this is, like, you could consider Lil B, like, proto-mumble rap. Like I think you look but at mumble rap sucks. Some of it's mm. good. Mm. I think you look at something like Playboy Cardi, where he's yeah. barely uh-huh. even uh-huh. saying like full sentences, and he's kind of. It's really more about the way his voice sounds and like the kind of repetition of it. I and, can like, just listen to ASMR for that. No, I mean, well, he's got dope beats too. I like Cardi. I, I like I like Playboy Cardi too. But he didn't make the beats. Someone else made the beats. Pierre made the beats. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that's fine. I'm just saying, like, where, yeah, what is where is where is the art? <laughs> coming from is it I in the production I think it's the whole experience I, yeah. I, you know I think it's it's well, it's just the whole package like it's a perf- his life is a performance art piece almost yeah you look at his music videos he has so many of them and it's just it's just him <laughs> every single one's the same going in and out of focus while he like <laughs> where he listens to his own song for the first time for the first time <laughs> Because he, he, he shits out 60 a day. You can tell that he's like, oh, yeah, I remember how this goes. This kinda. Is, yeah, you can see him like, he, you can see which which lyrics he kind of remembers and which ones he doesn't. Where, where he says his arms are the Brooklyn Bridge in front of the fucking <laughs> sa- the Golden Gate Bridge. Like, what are you fucking talking? His arms must be really fucking long to reach all the way across the country. Like, what I'm the- sure you guys have seen the video of him crying in that pet shop. Have yes, the, the I Love You music I, video. That, that is incredible. I have Wait, amazing music video. Wait, what? The Tell song I Love You, uh, which is the closing track on uh, God's Father, his best his best work, honestly. Listen to it. Check it out. And it's a song that samples a track from Final Fantasy X, and it's like him just doing this like very like heartfelt song. Or just so like, based. Wanna say I love you. I wanna say I love you too. 
Thank you for loving Lil B. Thank you for supporting me. And like, oh Wait. it's him. The video is him hanging out in a pet store, like you know, doing his usual, like <laughs> so getting some of the words right, lip syncing, holding at snakes. The end, at the end of the video, yeah, holding snakes and just I like can't. looking at cute animals. And at the end of the video, he just like becomes overwhelmed with the amount of love that he feels and just starts crying in this pet shop. <sighs> real tears. Yeah, real tears. Oh. I can't tell if this is genuine. Oh, this is very. Gen- I'm literally <laughs> trying to process. I am yeah. trying to process. This, this is, how is she this is a real. It's a real conundrum because, in on the one hand, I see this this positive energy is a good thing, right? I feel like in a lot of ways he represents some very um, non toxic masculinity in the hip hop scene. But then also we have to be real about his prolific use of the word bitch and just constantly talking about fucking bitches um, and never humanizing them at all. Just talking about like, let me show me, show me your duty, which we're going to get into later. But like, <laughs> I think you said show me your booty. I no, saw- no. I saw on the rap genius fucking lyrics that it was, was it booty? Yeah. Rap genius okay, got that not. one wrong. All right. Well, I was fucking he does laughing already, He does have the off. song I'm going to eat her ass though, where he talks yeah, he about really eating doopies, ass. So. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. He really loves ass, which is fine and great. He's he's weirdly body positive. Uh, he definitely loves uh, fat women, and, and he, he loves feet. And he oh okay, he's into feet. Oh, you don't know about this. All right, no. so maybe this is a good segue into what I think should at this point become a regular segment. Is this person <laughs> is this artist a piece of shit? Yes. Oh yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so is this artist a piece of shit? Generally, they are. Little B. <laughs> Uh, I am sad to say, did get embroiled in a little bit of controversy oh, wow. a few years back. So Lil B, what he does, uh, he has Girl Fridays on uh, Instagram, uh, on um, oh my God. Twitter, where he posts pictures that fans have sent to him with "I love Lil B" like written on themselves, or like he does it basically like ostensibly is like, oh, this is like uh, a positivity thing for women, uh, you know, to feel confident about themselves. Um, but what came out is that he is sending. Um, like automated messages to like random girls on Twitter asking them if they if they would write uh, I love Lil B like on their feet for him, um, mm. and he ended up tweeting a picture someone sent him of a girl that like looked underage. She looked like very underage, and it like raised a lot of eyebrows. In the end, it turned out that you know he he was able to verify that she was of age. That according she, to who? No, she verified she verified herself that she was of age. Like she posted her ID and everything. However, several other women did come forward and say that they they were underage and they got these messages from Lil B. And some of them said that they sent him pictures and he didn't have like, you know. I don't know if it was if it was just him copying and pasting a message and sending it out, or if he literally had a bot to send these messages. I feel but, like he is the architect of all of his social media, dude. I don't think he's got people working for him. No, no, no. It's either him or it's a bot is yeah, all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. he has, well, he has, like, he must have some automatic follow-back thing because he has, like, uh, 1.4 million followers or something, and he's following, wow. like, 1.5 million. Yeah. So, like, wow. But he basically, there were underage girls, there were girls that had been underage at the time that came forward and said, I sent nudes to Lil B. He did not properly vet my mm-hmm. age before I sent them. But he, yeah. Lil B, like, denies all this. He says that he always IDs, etc. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, in all his childlike innocence and whatnot, like, there is maybe a little bit of a dark side there. 
It's no Marilyn Manson. It's no Marilyn Manson. Yeah, that's good to know because I think he's alternatively a delight and and very frustrating to me. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting into this with y'all. I think this will be a good episode. So yeah. shall we uh, start off? We're gonna go two at a time because this is like I said a sixty something. I think it is sixty seven minutes, and there are what like eight. 20, 18, 20, 19, 19 20. whatever. There's a lot of fucking tracks and a lot of There's them. There's 20 tracks, which is actually not that much for a little B mixtape. There, uh, 05 Fuck'em had 100 tracks. Thugged Out Pissed Off had 66 tracks. And, of course, there's the aforementioned MySpace collection, which had 855 tracks. My favorite Lil B think piece is the one where the guys wrote for Vice about listening to Lil B for 50 hours straight and what the experience was like. And it was like Should a, we do that for, like, an, a weird... Uh, no, we shouldn't. The answer is no. But should we... I like when we really torture ourselves and go deep, like the Black Eyed Peas Power Hour. Oh, um, God. I just want to... <laughs> I, I was w- about to agree to the little B torture <laughs> you- session. I was. My favorite little excerpt from this article is, this is very close to the full 50 hours. This is 2.46 p.m. on the second day. Oh, the Jesus. third uh, based prayer comes on. At some point, we broke from free music to listen to other mixtapes. I have no idea when we went back to this one. Upon hearing Lil B utter the phrase based prayer, Sam and I bow our heads. No talking, no conferring with one another. We bow our heads and clasp our hands together as B speaks, occasionally mumbling preach or swag after B finishes a sentence. When the song finishes, we say amen simultaneously without a trace of irony or facetiousness. So it is a cult. <laughs> it might be a cult. So it's all a cult. Okay. All right. If you stay up for two days straight, listen to Lil B. You might. Stoppies, if we get 10 five-star reviews with content, with content reviews on iTunes between now and February 10th, okay? You got two months. It's 10 five-star reviews. I would gladly welcome this 50-hour... I don't know. It actually sounds like a nightmare. This is really fucked up. But do we I actually want to agree with it? Do we, do it. we could do a special episode on it. We we'll could do a live rip. stream of us <laughs> fucking losing our minds. It's just going to be me writing these reviews with 10 different Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. Shit. You know what, Zach? Go for you it. Have to, you have to screenshot it with, like, a proof It's all that the it's... same to Apple, so it's all the same to us. There you go. I'll do it. I'll all do right. it for you, Stoppies. With all that right. being said, let's, uh, let's listen to some little bit. <laughs> Right now. Go right ahead. All right, so we're going to play the uh, bitch mob intro right into I Go Dumb. And let me tell you, Stoppies, he does. <laughs> Let's uh, hear it. I'm talking about that dude will be up next, man. Oh, there, what do you do? Shouts out to my niggas over there. Hey, Mac, I see you, Mac, Lizzy, what it is. Yes. Hey, Louisiana, what it do? Like I said, it's your boy Lil B and this motherfucker. You know, green flame, boy. I told you. My swag like Raymond. Bitch, I look amazing. Fuck everything, bitch. My soul still a hundred grand. Bitch, I can't hear you. Bitch, look his bass got. Fuck that bitch, I will not pair it. Bitch, try to lie. You're fronting me the pussy. I ain't want the pussy. Oh, you know I touch ass. Hey, girls. <laughs> uh, that's the other thing is it's just very funny. It's funny. That's the main thing, I think, is why I like Lil B. Oh, you know I touch ass. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just say some words that came up um, when I was listening to these two tracks. Uh, lyricism. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
thoughtfulness. The, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he he says so. He has this rant at the beginning of Bitch Mob. It encapsulates his thesis. He says he says if you really want that pretty boy shit, that base shit, I'm talking about that ugly shit, that grimy, that motherfucking gutter, that real, that beautiful. I'm talking about that ultimate shit, right? It's it, it's both sides, right? He's 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 laying. He's giving you the lay of the land mm-hmm, here, mm-hmm. right? You've got you got pretty. You've got ugly you've got the sacred and the profane conscious and ignorant right yeah. right it's everything yeah it it is things <laughs> there are things that he's saying um for sure some of the things he's saying i don't auto correct bitch i don't chill shit fuck spell check fuck that inglay i'm coming with the spinglay what is the spinglay what's a spinglay mike so i really honestly think like most of this stuff is ad-libbed i think he plays the beat and he just goes in and like freestyles and then he like puts together he kind of cuts the shit together i think a lot of the time he goes in and freestyles and just uses the first take and that's it um and i do think sometimes it's actually like written out like you can kind of tell when a song is like fully written uh neither of these are no neither of these ones are no it sounds like he's like he's just like the first part the first song or the whatever that is I'm not calling that a song I'm sorry it sounds like he's in bed like you know how Marilyn Manson did his whole like all the recordings laying down on the floor like he's he's croaking like waking up in the morning and then yeah. he's going to the mirror and he's doing a motivational speech to himself and he's like alright we're gonna do this I touch ass like you know what I mean <laughs> but even that when I just delivered that that was on beat what is shocking to me is that he is seemingly incapable of catching a beat for almost the entire album. I, he is a rapper. What is he doing? I think he kind of snakes snakes in and out. You know, sometimes he's on beat and sometimes he kind of loses it. No, no, no. I, I There's no... Like, what? I kind of like his his flow, like, in, you know... <sighs> I gotta disagree. Here. What are you talking like, about? <laughs> I think it's I think it's very oh normal God. for rappers to lay back on a beat, no. right? Where where they where they they hang back, but Lil B rushes, right? He like he does when rush. he really when he like is is really off. He's like really trying to get to the end of the line. Yes, yes, that's really frustrating. He's 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 like he sounds like he's rapping while running for the bus, and he can't he like cannot catch. He can't catch the bus and he can't catch the beat. He's just perpetually behind it or and then overcompensating it by like flooding the the bar with with syllables. They say nothing. They say nothing. Let's just say it. Like they say nothing. He's it's, really excited yeah. to tell you that he touches ass. That's <laughs> I you know what? I get it. Asses are great. Yeah. I I just want to say like I I don't want to get it's it's very easy when you like deconstruct rap <laughs> lyrics to be like this is very stupid, which like a lot of this is. But also, I think we have to give Lil B and uh, many rappers credit for actually knowing what they're saying and having self awareness. He doesn't know what he's saying. He literally <laughs> is learning what he is saying for the first time every does every time he does a music video. I think he listens to some of his shit and then he goes, "That was really funny when I said that." I I really do. I think I think he has that level of of self awareness. Yeah, I don't for think... sure. It's not. I don't think it's a lack of self awareness, but it's just um. It's uh, Heather. You mentioned uh, earlier. He doesn't edit. A lack of restraint. He doesn't. Yeah. A yeah. Lack there's of restraint. no restraint. Exactly. He's 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 anarchic. It is. It's complete audio anarchy. Yeah. Which like except he does censor the n word on the second song. Yeah. Which and is he an censors like choice. ho once and yeah. then never again. Is he schizophrenic? Is there something right, going yeah. on is with he his? He mentally ill. This is a question is, a lot of people have I asked. I want to know. We, Do no we one know? knows. We Nobody don't know. Knows. There's, cause it does, it feels kind of, there's definitely a Wesley Willis vibe 
on a lot of this in terms you did of say just Will, Wesley Willis and Daniel Johnson. They were both like certifiably mentally ill and outsider artists that w- had no kind of filter, right? That just kind of like made music because they just wanted to and they just wanted to create as much as possible and you know and and just stream of consciousness like you know rock and roll mcdonald's like bitch on mcdonald's could be a fucking song that will be released i just feel like there's i don't know i guess all we can do is speculate but i i feel like there's not a lot of continuity to his themes here because he goes between being a a positive like you know let's support everyone i did actually read some of his quote-unquote book and it's all (laughs) about supporting people there's not a single swear in it you know what i mean it's all about positivity and then he literally is just like every this whole second song is just him writing rhyming fuck my bitch with fuck my bitch or fuck a bitch or fuck the bitch you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that's your positivity doesn't really seem to extend to women, and it also doesn't like seem to have a. Again, there's no continuity to it. And then he talks about like later he talks about like anti-violence and not retaliating and not participating in gangs. And then he also talks endlessly about how he holds, you know, how he's totin' iron. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. so contradictory. Totten Ian. To- yeah, sorry, totten <laughs> Ian. Um, yeah, there's some unique spelling. The continuity of spelling is also a little bit. Um, off, but I just I wonder if it is because he's just got he's got multiple voices in his head telling him what to say. And I don't know. So I, don't know. I think if he has any sort of mental illness, I think it's some form of mania. I yeah. don't think he's schizophrenic. Bipolar, yeah. That would explain how prolific he is. Yeah. Right. I yeah. think you have to be right. To but be... or maybe you know we're the crazy ones. Oh Ever think yeah. of that? You know, maybe he's the only. <laughs> I can't even finish the sentence. Um, I have stepped away from the mic. I no. am leaning as far back away from this. No, I like you bringing up that he situation. that he takes these different perspectives though, because um, I remember a while back there was there was a skate magazine called Mishka. Uh, does he take perspectives or does he say things? But go on. <laughs> so Mishka Mishka released these um, these little B, uh collections, these compilations. Uh, and they presented him uh, presented him as a sort of like many faced god, um, like this like sort of Hindu concept. I forget the actual like the real term for it, but they were like, here's all these different things that Lil B represents in different songs. And it's like one of them is like all his like gangster songs about like yeah. shooting people. One of them is all his super positive songs about love. One of them is all his songs about just how he's gorgeous and looks amazing because yeah. he talks about that a lot. Yeah. Um, and one of them is like the like him having his him fucking as many bitches as possible is another one. That's a, that's a big one. <laughs> well, he talks about tiny pants a lot. Tiny pants and tiny yeah. shirts and tiny shirts. Tiny yeah. pants, tiny shirts. That was kind of his, his trademark. He always wore tiny pants and a tiny shirt, and he always he wore the same pair of Vans for like the entire yeah. t- decade. The last he's decade. mentally ill. This man is mentally ill. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's just like it's not like a question. <laughs> should we listen to a couple more songs? I think we, so we can decide that. You know, I, I, we'll, I mean, it's we'll pick decided. up. We'll pick up where we left off. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll go right ahead. So um, this next one is oh, where you from, girl? Where you from, girl? I like that. Where you from, girl? This is so stupid. And then watch with the scope. Uh, so let's uh, go ahead and play it then. Like what you gonna do? I pop Chris every day like the Birdman. Make a bitch cook me food like Mac Man. I sue the bitch if she try to fuck me. Pussy, pussy. 
Hey, I'ma tell you like this, baby. Where are you from? I'ma tell you. I'ma tell you. I'ma, I'ma take you with me. Shouts out to New Orleans. Ooh, girl, you look so good. I'ma take your ass up out of the hood. Ooh, girl, you look so good. I'ma take your ass up out of the hood. Where you from, America? Where you from, girl? Where you from? Boy, dancing with the heat, you won't see them all. Bro, riding with the fire. Penetrating, never stop. Been in this place before. I've been down, I've been bleeding, nigga, that's for sure. I'ma tell you about the losses that I took. I'm in the bush, most wanted posters on me. I'm coming through, I got that toaster on me. Y'all already know my situation demonstrated. If you know I fuck with you, then it's solid. I got knowledge, taking life's college. Gambling on the table of life, stacking my money every night. I can't stomach it. Whoa. I love the like laser beam noises. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, they be- they both are definitely these like mid two thousands like hardcore drill raps. You know these well, beats. Well, the first one I would say is like a, is like a Manny Fresh Cash Money oh, yeah. late nineties yeah. ripoff. Ice cream yeah. paint job kind of. Even though he even says he dr- he sips Chris like the Birdman. Yeah, right. Yeah. And Mac and then shouts out Mac <laughs> Main. <laughs> make your bitch uh, make a bitch cook food like Mac Main. I think he says <laughs> that one's actually fun. Oh, that's on like that rule. Like the that hook one. is good. The yes. hook is good. That I hook can't really argue. Gets in your head. Ooh, you are, girl, you look so good. I'm gonna take your ass up out of the hood. Where you from, girl? Where you from, girl? Like that could be a Chingy song. You know what I mean? Like that's that's definitely it. Brings me back. It brings me back. The rest of the the rest of the verses. <laughs> He's in the club dancing like Ray Charles. How does Ray Charles dance? He is a blind man. How is he dancing? I love that line. What oh, I also he... like when I hold the chopper, it look like Scream 3. What? <laughs> every fucking, every line is just a, an ill-placed simile. Like, it, it's, it's that's, that's it. I'll shoot a bitch if you're trying to fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Dot, 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 dot. Pussy. Pussy. Like, <laughs> even that, like, we hit the beat, but we, it's really hard for me to, like, force myself to not hit a beat. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, maybe there's some sort of art to that, right? Like, anti music. What do you think, Zach? <laughs> yeah, Zach. Christ. Look, I love it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just, it's so funny because we try to analyze this shit and he would never articulate it this way no. at all. So it's really, it's kind of a losing game. But I, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I will say those, those two tracks, I, I think Where You From Girl is actually a banger. It is. Uh, I will say. Um, totally. Uh, Watch With The Scope. I, my notes here, I kind of forget that song, honestly, but my notes here just said some. Sometimes he just wants to spit, and sometimes he just wants to talk and <laughs> yeah. listen to the beat. So I, I forget. Yeah, exactly the beat's what in one in room. <laughs> He's in the other room, and yeah. then there's a few tracks on here. There's just one verse, and then him talking for like two minutes. It's not like this could have been the intro, also. So the thing about Watch with the Scope is that he's trying to say something, but he's it's very ineffective because I think the overstimulation of the garage band since like. <laughs> explosion that is that beat it makes it impossible to even kind of understand what the fuck he's saying but he's kind of he's talking about like he's talking about gang violence right like Mm -hmm. that's on this song and he does talk about that a few other times on the album Mm -hmm. more effectively um i I, this one it is it's it's really impossible it's really unlistenable that that particular song uh where you from girl is great 
I will say I had very little notes on uh, Watch With The Scope, which is a bad sign for me because usually I have a lot, right. of, a lot to say about these songs. So, yeah, that one wasn't so great. Where You're From, Girl, I think fucking rules. I love – yeah. Lil B actually does this a lot. He does – he, he'll do all different styles of rap. He really, he clearly has a lot of love for, like, 90s hip-hop, and he'll yeah. do different, like, regional-specific hip-hop. Like, he'll do some Memphis shit, or he'll do some West Coast stuff, or, like, a New York, like, ba- like boom-bap-style thing. But I think he does the, the New Orleans cash money shit the best. Right. You he know gets what I mean? trashed a lot. You know, that's what the task force is for. Right. Because he really does get <laughs> trashed on the internet a lot by celebrities well, and stuff. Well, you can see That's why, why he cursed... We were listening to that thing at the top of the show about the NBA curses that he put on NBA players, which is a hilarious fucking meme in itself. Yeah, let's uh, talk about that. Yeah, so he cursed he cursed um, James, James Harden, Harden yep. for stealing the cooking dance. Which and is, Kevin Durant. Yes. And he, he cursed Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant fucking dissed him on Twitter. And then it was effective. Like, what is yes. wild about it is that it actually, like, it I mean, obviously, I'm okay, I'm not going to say that, but that, like, it is it is wild that the events did seem to line up with everything he was and then when he lifted the curse when he, lifted, was the, better. When he lifted the curse Durant won two I know, championships I know. <laughs> I know it is really funny it is really funny with James Harden wasn't it like the finals and they lost and he had like 13 turnovers it was like the highest amount of turnovers he had ever had in a game I don't remember but yeah something I, lo- like I that. looked it up I remember like it was something absurd like that. Wait, how did Lil B lift the curse? In what way did he do that? Well, he he lifted the curse on Kevin Durant because Durant <laughs> came to the Golden State Warriors, and he's from he's from oh, Berkeley. Right, that makes sense. So you know he's a. Oh, I think he was he felt bad for James Harden because of the thirteen turnovers, because of the fact that it was his worst turnover game ever, and it was the finals, and they lost. And he was like, I can't bear this and anymore. And he was like, I, have I to lift feel the curse. so responsible for this, <laughs> which is so funny. You're right. Everything it is. Very funny. It's very funny. Yeah. As a meme, it's very funny. But is music? It's <laughs> meme rap. Okay, it's uh, meme rap. I, well, it's that is. Is it even rap? Is watch with the scope? Is that even a rap song at that point? It's art. Okay. okay. Oh my it's god. It's spoken word. <laughs> How many hours, Mike? How many hours? <laughs> what do you mean? Have you listened to Lil B? I just want to uh, keep coming back to it. I don't How many know. hours? A lot. A lot. Okay. A lot. So of course you're gonna say it's fucking art. I'm just saying. <laughs> you have to at this point. <laughs> Let's listen to two more songs. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's do it. All right, so this next one um, is called Gone Hit That 50, and the next one is Hit The Flow, but spelled 4-L-O, which hit I thought- Hit The 4-Low. <laughs> I know, I thought it was- <laughs> I know, I thought it was like a 4 low. 4-Logo reference, me too. Yeah, it's not, unfortunately. So we're going to hear uh, Gone Hit That 50 first, and then Hit The Flow. I look like Kimi Bitch, I got rich off the dance Can you see me? 150 bitches, man Why you don't believe me? Young bass guy Look like King Tut and BC Fuck your bitch in 3D I left before she seen me I'm such a myth, bitch You can't even fuck me 100 grand show I'ma show you who's lucky Fuck with your hurt, bitch You know I hit that Dougie 32 bitches cause I look like Jeremy Shockey Michael You so thick Walking like a bitch Yeah Talking like a bitch Dancing like a slut Show a little pussy I might swing your cherry I might fuck your heart I swear to God Yeah Girls, if you like it, scream, oh yeah. Yeah, girls, Swag. if you like it, Swag. scream, oh yeah. Bass cut, dance up on the chair. 
Show that pussy here. Yeah. Poke your ass out. Don't be scared. Swag. Base guy. <laughs> Put that pussy on the map. Put that pussy on the floor. Put that pussy on my dick. Woo, woo. Show me more. <laughs> it's another solid hook. Fuck. Base gun. Base gun. All right, so go and hit that 50. <laughs> yeah. Let's start there. Let's start there. Sure. So this is the this is the the classic based flow. This is the flow that you hear on his classic songs, his most bass songs like Swag Jerry Rice, Pretty Bitch, Ellen DeGeneres, all the all the ones that are just someone's name that he says he yep. looks like. That's the flow he's doing. He looks this like Phil Collins that, on this, this song. Jeremy Shockey. <laughs> Jeremy Shockey. Michael Pittman. His girl looks like Madonna. Uh, Gotta Hit That 50 has a great fucking rhyme, which is, I got too many bitch. Yes. I got too swag. many rich. Swag. <laughs> swag, swag, swag. Wait, no, but yeah. continue it. I got too many bitch. I Swag. I got too many rich. Swag. That's, That's perfect, perfect English. English. <laughs> right. Suck, Suck my, my fucking, fucking dick. dick. That is the shit that... <laughs> I understand the appeal of. That is very funny. It is fucking hilarious, oh, in man. fact. I, I found Hit the Floor to be unlistenable, honestly. <laughs> I really hated it. I thought um, it, it's almost five minutes. The song is, the song so is five long. minutes long. All of these songs are. It's just so, like, plotting. S- way like, too long. Oh, man. But uh, Hit the Floor is one of my favorite songs. In the really? Album. Really? What do you like about it? I love the hook. I think the hook is great. The ad libs are out of control on this song. There's so many ah, uh, and I love the line. Yeah, I love I love my rap songs that sound like I'm murdering an animal. <laughs> I love the line. Do the helicopter. Do the Aunt Jemima. Do the Aunt Jemima. If you got some wet pussy, scream, scream Aunt, Aunt Jemima. <laughs> that is so funny. I know, I know, because no one loves it. No one likes a dry pancake or a dry pussy. <laughs> okay, while we're on funny lyrics, I thought in <laughs> Don't Hit That Fifty. He has a lyric where he says, 150 bitches, man. Why don't you believe me? (laughs) (laughs) Here's a good question. Do you believe him? Uh, I think Lil B fucks. This guy fucks. Mm. But I think he's like... He's he's definitely got a weird relationship to it, though, because he does... uh, I remember he did go abstinent for a little bit and was tweeting about it. Oh, and was really? Like, you don't was need, he no nu- he november was, He was literally tweeting, like, you don't need to have sex to be cool. Like, you don't, like, think you need to have sex to yeah, be cool. Yeah, that posse youth pastor vibe. Youth pastor, yes. Like, that's one of his many Bs. But he did, I don't know, I think, I, do you think he doth protest too much is what Absolutely you're saying? Absolutely I do. <laughs> I think he's a fucking weirdo. I think he is so strange. I mean, I'm sure he has had sex. I don't think he has that much sex. I think he's... A weird person to be around. He's you know definitely what I mean? got. A, he's got a foot fetish for sure. He's got a crime fetish. He's got a nine fetish, and he's got a foot fetish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And bless, bless him for that. But I would say that this is, yeah, these are b- b- barely listenable, wildly entertaining. Yeah, that's a good that that. Uh, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I mean, we were all in the studio like cooking and bobbing our heads and laughing our asses off. And I will will say that that makes me a little bit less scared for the inevitable fifty hour fucking <laughs> force feed <laughs> that we're gonna have. <laughs> if you honest and loyal stoppies uh, help us out, but um, I'll pick some choice cuts for us. I'll pick some good mixtapes <laughs> for the fifty hours. We won't just listen to MySpace collection. I. Uh, it's not a good, none of it's a good song, but is it fucking hilarious? Yeah. 
I enjoyed Hit the Flow. What can I say? Hit the four Let low. Let me see that. Let me see that pub- pubic hair. <laughs> Let me see that pussy hair. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, you know what? You are protesting against those unrealistic standards of beauty, <laughs> Lil B. I appreciate that. Hit the floor also. Um, the beat looping is a little bit imprecise on that song. <laughs> there's definitely a couple points where you can tell the beat ended and then started again because, like, there's some a few extra clicks there yeah yeah yep exactly because he also there's no intention around the song composition and even half of these songs like i think he just gets these beats let's say cooked up for him and and handed his way and he doesn't do anything to edit them at all and he doesn't do anything to like change them or even end the song when he stopped rapping an, a minute and a half ago and the instrumental is just going yeah and it's funny looking at the waveforms when you play these clips because oh it's just a solid it's a brick. rectangle it's a brick <laughs> you're, okay. not, you're not coming a little be for craft that's no it's not, not, not but then, the game. so then, what is art, my dudes? Is art production just doing things with no intention behind it? I'm telling you, man, it's the whole package. It's everything he's doing together. Right. You got to take it as a whole picture. You know? Okay. All right. What? And I'm sorry. What's the bigger picture, Mike? What is it? I'm glad you called. Sorry. Him on could that you could you let me know what the bigger picture is? It's a, it's an experience. <laughs> It's a it's a full it's a full experience. It's like an out of body experience. I'm in like a fugue state, um, trying to analyze this stuff to begin with. I, I we're we are the fools to even pretend that there's something to be gleaned from this. But let's um go ahead and move this, on. I mean, look, I picked Green Flame for a reason. You guys asked me. You said you want to do Little B. You said which which mixtape should we do? And I picked Green Flame because I do remember this one in particular being fucking very sloppy. Yeah, it's a sloppy one. Okay, well, speaking of sloppy, let's um. Why don't we do three in a row here? Let's do the retaliation, the girl talk interlude, and I get a lot of bitches. I got a lot of. bitches. Oh, I'm sorry, Excuse God. Me. I'm sorry. <laughs> pardon me. He did you know that he fucks? He fucks. I got a lot of bitches. Then he coming for your man, your best friend. Circle of life becomes a square. That's unfair. When you ain't got that silver spoon, my neighborhood ain't safe. I was chilling in the room till I got my ass out. And I see the day's gloom. Daytime turn to noon. I'ma be home soon. There's a lot of blood and drugs in the street. And ho, we know what you do, bitch. Don't try to hide it, bitch. Actually, you better go hide it. I don't want to see it. Bitch, I need to make my mind up. Ah, ah, it's that green flame rolling. Like I said, man, shouts out to Lil B. Shouts out to Bitch Mob. Shouts out to the bitch. Shouts out to the bass guy, but his name is too rare for me to even speak. Sometimes and like how I'm speaking like right now, I don't know if I deserve it, but I'ma tell you what the fuck I mean, Woody. What I say this three thirty. Dang, see me on the internet, one billion views. Talk about the bitch, about to talk about the money market. Niggas on the streets be playing dead. I'm like Peter Park, like coming to your door through that web. You better think about it. Street shit get real with the respect you gotta be about it. Look me in my eyes, I'm finna fuck this bitch. I'm in Chinatown, spending money like a young prince. Check me out. Check this out. I show you these bitches. 
I live a fast life, smoke some, roll the damn dice, make some, blow it. Well, <laughs> look, man, it's all smiles in the studio. I gotta say, while these songs are playing, we're vibing. So I don't know why you guys are hating so hard. Um, well, that that might speak to the fact that it, it listening to Lil B is meant to be a communal experience. Okay, <laughs> you shouldn't be isolated when you're listening. He's to this bringing shit. the people together. Yeah, in their shared just confoundedness. Like I, I, this is that. Uh, I looked up the multi-headed Hindu god because I wanted to like know. This is that. This is that Brahma energy right now. Okay, mm. this is this is that complete tonal whiplash between a really pretty authentic and deep song retaliation Retaliation, i actually thought was one of my favorites on the album um even the lines that you know the the verse the part of the verse that you all heard um he's talking about some real shit you know what i mean Mm -hmm. he's talking about being too afraid to leave his house um and the violence that he experienced and how it's hard for him because he didn't grow up with privilege and um and then you have the the you know the interlude where he's basically like coming to terms with the fact that like I don't I probably don't deserve this but I'm just gonna keep saying words continuously, <laughs> and then you get into um, whatever the fuck I I got a lot of bitches what whatever the fuck that is like I, I <laughs> of course I'm smiling I'm like. Um, I, I'm like basically you're, catatonic. Like you're, I, dumb, I, you're dumbfounded. I'm dumbfounded. I mean, there's. Uh, <laughs> where's so, the connected thread? There's nothing. So yeah, again, like he's a many-faced god. He does. He plays a lot of roles. <laughs> Retaliation is a, is a a grand tradition of the woke the woke little B songs, yeah. the struggle songs that he does. Songs like I'm God, uh, you know, which is an excellent song. Um, and the shit that he had was doing like mixtapes like Angels Exodus. Like he has entire mixtapes where. He only does this. Yeah. Um, Which... And that's pretty good. Uh, I also think, though, it is clear that he's freestyling this one even as well, because there's so many points in the song where he doesn't finish his words. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wrote down these lyrics because it, it was exemplary of this sort of issue with Lil B, because I'm the type of dude that'll blues yo, <laughs> sit your ass on the... <laughs> Boy, don't miss that trap. I was dreaming of the top, but fucking with the hassle. I hustle, tussle, and scrabble on the streets with lint in my pocket like a pharaoh. Feeling like the scarecrow because the walking past me. The dude in the hood asked me why I'm so happy. I told him I'm moving way past retaliation. And I'm on another. Now I'm seeing life's faces. But I still load that shh up in them hearses and think before you move because most times it ain't worth it. So he's actually he is saying real shit there. Yeah. He's talking about yeah. uh he, he's talking about like the oppressive energy of, of living in the hood and, yeah. and um gang violence and whatnot, but he's also like clearly off the top with it, you know. Or becoming overwhelmed. Like he knows what he's gonna say, but he's he, he just can't get it out. I don't think yeah, this I man do. has ever written down a lyric <laughs> in does, his life. When he does these these woke songs, he does spit them in like a flow where it sounds like he's on the verge of tears. Yeah, yeah, and I, I will say, I thought that was the, I mean, that was my favorite song on the album, at least at the, by this point. That mm. was definitely one of the highlights. I, I you really liked it better than um, hit the hit floor. the flow. Yes, yes, <laughs> the the hook was better on hit the flow, but I, I, I appreciated, um, even some of the rhymes and and at least the lyrical content. It was real and vulnerable and honest. And then we get yeah. fucking, <laughs> I get, a, I got a lot of bitches like I. Uh, <laughs> 
okay? <laughs> like I love you picked the best verse uh, to yeah. play for the clip. I love. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the bitch. I'm talking about the money market. And words on the streets be playing dead. I'm like Peter Parker. That's <laughs> nice. coming to your door through that web. You better think about it. You feel me? Yeah. This I'm is. In, I'm in Chinatown spending money like a young prince. Love that. <laughs> That's great. Was he referencing like Prince the artist? Or I think just so, like yeah. yeah, I think so too. I think he's a big fan of Prince actually. For sure. Um, he wears a lot of purple. Are we going to talk about the interlude with the I mean, bitch you go shit, bitch you go, go pee, bitch you go burp? What? Bitch you, you do all that. Is he talking about a child? Bitch <laughs> like we an all infant? got money and ho, <laughs> ho we know what you do bitch. Don't try to hide it bitch. Actually <laughs> you better go hide it because I don't want to see it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bitch, I, I need, need to, to make, make my, my mind, mind up. up. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is little stream of consciousness flourishes of like, you can okay, only but- get this stuff of someone who's making it up as he goes along the entire time. But what is the consciousness that he is streaming? He's got a lot of bitches, you know. It's like it's like it's like when you have somebody like you know who's brain dead on life support, but then you see a couple twitches, and you're like, maybe they're there, maybe they're there, maybe they're maybe they can hear me. I feel like that's the case. Like yeah, we get these retaliation was a coma twitch. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, oh, he's there. <laughs> he's paying attention, but no. Nope. Then back into the void. Into the void. <laughs> that happens a few times on this mixtape. Oh, you, for sure. There's a breath of fresh air, and then it's back into, I got a lot of bitches. This is the point in the album where I start asking philosophical questions of myself and of society. Like, I wrote, like, <laughs> so, so are we praying to him because he is the god? Or are we praying to ourselves, to the base gods inside all of us? Hmm. Well, the base <laughs> wow. god is something... Uh, greater than him and greater than all of us for sure that he aspires to be and he channels the base god. Is it like the subgenius concept of slack? I think that's the definition of slack in according to the church of the subgenius which is like a you know pop culture like fake religion that was popular in like the 70s and 80s and whatever making fun of religion. Is that where the term slacker comes from? Um, I think slacker happened anyway but slack was the concept of, of finding and surfing the path of least resistance like literally doing the least amount that you possibly can to get the most done and I kind of think about this like that like he's kind of it's the slack of hip hop right it's yeah, like yeah uh, that makes sense as much sense and as just the same way that well right I know I'm still trying to philosophize here I'm trying to like create meaning of these cave paintings yeah and like kind of similarly like the church of the subgenius was like making fun of religion it was a satire of religion like I, I kind of get the feeling I don't think he's doing this necessarily intentionally but I get the feeling that this is almost a satire of hip hop more than it is like a hip hop album you know what I mean or a hip hop it's both it's a satire but it's also like a, a tribute it's a tribute to like his favorite styles um, but I think when you get songs like I got a lot of bitches or like hit the floor <laughs> like a- I do think there are times where that's pure little B you know when it when it's this most based mo- this, the dumbest songs that's when you get the purest little B and when you get the smartest songs that's him sort of paying tribute to his forebears yeah the, oh wow we just really tried on that one. That, I'm, I'm, I'm in pain from all the stretching that we just did. Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> Should we take a break? I, yeah, I was just about to say, let's take a little break. Yeah. We'll be right back, Stoppies. Mm-hmm. 
All right, and we are back, and we are going to listen to. We're, we got to go three at a time, guys, because this is. We, I, I don't have We've, the rest of my life, Stoppies. I just don't. I've had a lot to say. It's my fault for sure. It definitely is. So we are, we're going to play uh, three songs in a row. So this is uh, up next is Deals Wody, followed by I Taught Ian. <laughs> I told Ian. <laughs> well, you know. It's spelled I Taught Ian. I Taught Ian. With two ends and uh, laundry mat music, <laughs> laundry space capital M mat <laughs> space capital M music. So let's listen to it. I got a crime fetish. Uh, I got a nine fetish. They really healed. God damn it. I need about three more bitches. Yeah. Tell them it's my party. And I'm going to tell you like this, Woody. I ain't gonna have no sympathy. Never have no bitch ass sucker. That's out swag. Trying to do so swag, swag. And I'ma tell you like this, man. Niggas is so foul. So foul. Why you running around with that clap? But you fucking old gal. I'ma tell you like this, I told I'ma tell you like this, I ain't lying. I'ma tell you like this, I told I tell you like this, I ain't lying. I'ma tell you like this, I told I Face good. I'ma tell you like this, I ain't lying. Yeah, I'ma tell you like this, I told I I'ma tell you like this, I ain't lying. Bitch ass sucker, I ain't fake. I'ma tell you like this, I'ma punch him in his face. Feel how I feel. I'ma tell you like this. I'ma get ass the real. A lot of niggas snitch if they get close to me. Last year, I wonder why nobody noticed me. Now I go outside and they know it's me. Took a couple chances, no professions. Nigga looked at me like I changed. It's so foul, out the game, never complain. I stay close to the beanie with them eyes poked out. Bitch rolling up the seaweed. Niggas took deals that you wouldn't believe. Bruh working wouldn't. But you wouldn't agree How you gonna disagree with a man of my stature Talking that bass for real It's like I clap on All right <laughs> None of these songs had to be on the album I'm just gonna say uh, These are a collection of noises <laughs> Lottery Mat Music was another one of the, the woke songs was it? I don't fucking care anymore. <laughs> All of the goodwill that he has built up has now started to really dissipate by this point in the album. It was another one of those ones where it's just one verse and a lot of talking at the end, but I did like, uh, I hate him, bitch, would call you so whack, but that paper's green, so what do you call that? <laughs> and the ad-libs are hilarious on these songs. Base God. <laughs> Base God. Yeah, what, what, is, what is he doing, though? I hold that Matt clip. Like a whore. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> Dude. I, did you guys like I Told Iron? Because I actually, I thought it was good. I thought it sounded like like uh, Trill by Clips, like that kind of Oh, vibe. yeah. Yeah. It was another um, one of those like laser laser beam songs. Yeah. I liked um, it, yeah. The hook's I, li- I, I like all of it. <laughs> I like it all. What the fuck, dude? I thought we were making progress with you, but apparently the deprogramming needs to be a little bit more intensive. I don't know, dude. Like I told Ian the, the yeah, the, the chorus is pretty good. The hook is okay. The rest of it is is trash. It's trash. I'm I appreciate that he is he he appreciates fat bitches, that he understands that they are dope. Mm-hmm. Um I'm dope I like agree. a fat bitch. I agree. So, you know, a testament to Lil B's body positivity. Mm-hmm. But And it, I think do you guys think that 
like the beat is kind of informing the tone uh, of the lyrics a little oh bit God. because like he'll in- hear the you know he, he hears like a menacing beat and then he's all misogynistic and then he hears like kind of a sparkly beat and he's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna be conscious on this one like, totally yeah yeah i think that's probably his approach yeah Inform, I feel like, is a is a verb that I wouldn't necessarily apply to most of these songs or the concepts behind them. So it's it's pretty impressive, I think, that he gets this many beats to begin with. Like people just send him these beats. He doesn't credit any of his, his well, producers of ever. No. Well, not uh, most of these beats aren't that good. I'm just gonna say, like, I don't I don't think they're like. There's a few. I that thought are a lot okay. of that music was a pretty good beat. Really? Yeah. You didn't think so? I mean, I'll, I I don't know. I I so deals Wody is the point where I finally said like I am officially exhausted by this album. You know what I mean? Like I was like, because I think for the first part again the you know the mystique and the shamelessness and the goofiness and and whatever I I had a level of lighthearted like absurdity that I was kind of cultivating to keep me going through it, and I feel like this midpoint is really a low point, and then it just gets lower from here. Like, this is where I just kind of lost all interest and motivation to keep listening. I think no. it gets much worse. <laughs> it gets yeah. much worse from here. That's what I'm saying. Well, I, I thought that the back half of the album was better than the front oh. half. No? there's. I think there's okay, some, of the songs that are, <laughs> some of the songs that are labeled that, bass I, freestyles that we'll get to, like, those ones are pretty low absolute points. Absolutely Yes, those are, those are throwaways for sure, but well, I feel like there's some really well, good stuff on the back half. Well, I think yeah, that no, the there's, point... There's some good stuff, yeah. There's I, it's all good stuff. <laughs> no, it's not. And I think the point that we can't even distinguish amongst the three of us, which is good and which isn't good, is like a point to be made about like how there is such a lack of intention of any of this music to begin with. That, but, that may be true that we can't tell what's good and what's not good or agree on it, but we are all feeling something <laughs> when we listen to his music. I feel joy. Like that's, <laughs> I'm feeling joy. I am feeling so exasperated at this point. <laughs> this is when I the goodwill has dried up. I think it's all consistent with our starting point. Um, Heather, well. Heather zero, me fifty, <laughs> and uh, Mike a hundred trillion, a hundred thousand, hundred million. I don't know, guys. I'm sorry. I think we should move on. Yeah, so we can totally move. Let's on. Let's go right yeah. ahead. Should into... we do two now, or do you want to do three again? I don't again? know, dude. All right, so we have Green Flame. Followed by June's Confessions. I actually think this is a good twofer. Okay. So let's let's play these two. Okay. It's just green flame. It's just green flame. These glasses, things hitting from the world. I use battery acid, but they can't fuck with me lyrically. Go ask them. I passed you more times than the government passed you. While you walk, you can't breathe like your life was in plastic. Seen killers having dead eyes, red eyes, bags under their eyes. They Packing for death, I watch every step, cause niggas be looking for reps, imaginary reps, no jobs, but repping the set, they got fired off work, no government check, another funeral. These ones are good, these are, this is, this is your good, like, conscious hip-hop songs. This is his, yeah, I think Green Flame is his sing for the moment. I'm not gonna say that it's good, it's... 
I mean, the delivery is atrocious. I, I will dude. say on Green Flame, the the beat is doing some heavy lifting. I mean, that, it's like it's got that like crying Bam, guitar. Yeah, yeah it's the thing for the moment. It's all built around that one lick, and it's a tasty lick. Man, he's got some deep thoughts on that one. He does, but he Mother- delivers them poorly. But, but go ahead. Just the ad libs at the end when he's just talking. He says, "Motherfuckers losing their lives every day. Sometimes babies getting born and they die. You alive? You're listening to this." Hey, check me out, man. We made it. Green Flame. Check me out, Wody. We made it. A lot of people didn't. You know? Damn. Yes, you're right. It's like his appreciation of life, you know? Nobody is saying that Lil B does not appreciate life. (laughs) No one is going to take that away from Brandon McCartney, but I will say that that doesn't mean that I appreciate this song. Like... The sentiment might be good, but that's like a Hallmark card sentiment. Like, I, I that's fine. That would be great if he came out with a mixtape <laughs> called Pro-Life, parentheses, like, I'm for all human life. Like, <laughs> you know, we had to, like, clarify. Oh, my God. Like, up with I'm gay. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, so like, funny. Like, I'm gay, yeah. yeah, we haven't talked about that yet. His album called I'm Gay, but he kind of, like, wussed out at the last minute and called it I'm Gay, parentheses, I'm happy. I'm happy. Well, you know why? Because he was receiving death threats yeah. from people. Wow. For, yeah. It, it wasn't pretty. Um, Damn, man. Do you think he might be okay? I feel like it's possible. I feel like with the fact he likes that he just says whatever's on his mind, you know, he's I think gender he'd ta- fluid. I think he'd talk about it more. He definitely does cross dress. He's probably, you know, probably he really sucked, likes ass. He probably sucked a couple dicks, you know, maybe. I feel like. And, I, and that'd be great. I feel like he does. I'd give him more points. He talks me. about bitches a lot more, though. Please be gay, Brandon. Well, me thinks thou doth say bitches too much. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know. Plus, bitches, the bitch mob is his fans. So, bitch could be, bitch is maybe a gender neutral term. Yeah. In this universe. Uh-huh. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It doesn't I, really matter. He definitely, <laughs> he's definitely supportive of the LGBTQI plus community. Yes. And bless uh, him. Uh, you know, he's 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 gone to bat for them a lot on Twitter and, and online and in his lyrics. I don't know. You know, I definitely can't make a call on if, I don't think he's, I don't think he's gay, but. You know, I think we don't know. I guess it doesn't really matter. I I think that Green Flame it is it's like promising, and then it and then it misses like the mark. You know what I mean? Like, and I think June's Confessions too. Actually, June's Confessions I thought was stronger than Green Flame lyrically. Yeah, it had too. a really strong verse to start with, and it felt authentic, and it actually matched with the beat and kind of the mood. Um, but then it really devolved quickly into like telling people to get surgery and fix their face. And then it's just like his emotional shit can never sustain itself enough to hit any sort of crescendo. It's like just a musical blue ball, like perpetually, I, mm. I feel like with him. Yeah, there's a lot of thoughts that like seem like they're going somewhere and then kind yeah. of like get derailed by like incorrect words that like don't match the ones that preceded them. Um, and the- incorrect moods, incorrect tones, you know what I mean? To go from, you know, talking about, and actually, I don't fucking remember what he talks about in June's Confessions. What does he talk about in June's Confessions? Well, it's hard to kind of track what he's talking about in general, because he, he, like, switches topics, like, so frequently. That like, tonal for example, whiplash. What does I passion more times than the government passes mean? <laughs> Yeah, um, got know. me. <laughs> but no, he says some real things like imaginary reps, no jobs, yeah. but repping the set. Uh, got fired off work, no government check. Another yeah. funeral. When you're gonna learn yeah. about that turn route? Uh, the same time N words come in, came in and got burned out. You know, like yeah, exactly. I and then he goes from that into get surgery, fix your face on the best. I'm beautiful. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just it's so weird because it's like he's got something there, and then he almost self sabotages it, and then and then 
in, says that it was intentional the whole time. Or like It doesn't even say that. You or know, you, it's up you, to you, you to have to interpret. presume exactly. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I will say that this is one of the times where he, he he's making somewhat sense lyrically yeah. and he happens to be rhyming most of the time Somewhat, which is yeah. very rare for him to, and he's, to have both of those things rare. he's pretty on beat too yeah. yes not with Green Flame We've really no, no, no 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 we're talking about June's Confessions June's Confessions yes I would say that is probably the best song in the album I just want to say we have really lowered the bar exactly we're, we're, we're just like he seems to be enjoying himself on this one I don't know it's musical <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome we experience this a lot on this show where we just we get it's like sucked into it the last 10 years it. of my life for me so uh, well, exactly, and you're really a prisoner. You have to, you have to justify it more than any of us. I'm trapped in Bass World, <laughs> which is another mixtape by Lil B. Trapped in Bass World. <laughs> oh man, yeah. There's... It also came out in 2012, I believe. It was one of the 16 <laughs> new wow. mixtapes wow. from that year. So many good ones. 2012 was really, I would say, the silver age of Lil B. Um, the golden age is 20, 20, 2009 to 2010 when he did like Umthrax, Six Kiss. Uh, blue flame, anthrax. red flame. Like yeah. anthrax, but I'm thrax. I don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows. Is it? Is, is that what makes it fun? Is it like a, a musical Rorschach test? Is that what, well, like... It's, it's interesting, this, interesting to see the evolution of different things with him, like just little tweaks to his flow. Is it evolution? Then, or it's, I mean, it's or is a, it randomly generated? Is it? Is it like the AI, like, you know, on... These are life's big questions, Heather. <laughs> yeah. He could just be a procedurally generated, uh, you know, artificial intelligence. He's, he's the but, algorithm, yeah. Yeah. He might be. Um, but I like watching like the different eras of ad libs. Like this one, he says, uh, God damn it a lot. And he says, ah, <laughs> and bass gun. But he's, he's like, he's changed it. He did Figaro for a while. That was one. <laughs> and then um, they're on Thugged Out Pissed Off. Like every song he kept talking about, like, I'm still selling Jerry. And I've, I don't know what Jerry is. Does what that, does that mean? If you know what Jerry is, hit me up. Write us, I've, it's not an urban dictionary. Write us an email, makeitstoppodcast at gmail.com, and let us know what your interpretation and of what Jerry is. Lately, he's been saying he's 28 with a ladder. I don't know what that means. He's also not 28. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's something else. But, no, uh, it's not. Or it's nothing. Or it's just that he can say words, and idiots like us are going to fucking talk about it for hours. <laughs> I'm, he did I, troll us. He trolled us for all. For me, I've been holding this all in for 10 years, <laughs> so I'm sorry. I have to let it all out. Right, because you've had fucking blue balls this whole time trying to get some sort of satisfaction. I'm satisfied. These next two songs. Okay, no, let's do the next song by itself because yes. it is the best song in the album. Yes. Hands down. It's a good one. He played this when we saw him live in 2012. Great, great. He closed, I'm sure he I was closed, very high. He closed with this, actually. <laughs> this was his closer. Okay. And then after his closer, after he played this song, he stayed on stage and he let everyone come up on stage to meet him and shake his hand and he signed everyone's shit. For like half an hour, he stood up there. While he played ambient, his ambient music. Have you guys ever heard his ambient music? No. So that's actually the worst music he's ever made. Like, that's way worse than Green Flame, but it would be too boring to do an episode on. He has several albums of him playing, uh, like, uh, just playing keyboard uh, and doing spoken word over it for, like, 77 minutes. Um, And it is, it's literally unlistenable. Wow. Um, But he, he was playing that music while he was signing everyone's shit for a half hour. Damn. 
Great. He's a great man. What an artist. <laughs> All right, let's, let's fucking listen to My Arms on the Brooklyn Bridge, uh, filmed in front of the Golden Gate Bridge. Let's, uh, let's hear it. Backwards thinking I was right, had to slow down because I had to catch up to life. Kept faith in self, man, and Jesus Christ. Somehow my world was dark, but I seen the light. It's that real talk music, that street walking, little beat, black hawk music, that bass world, little boss rap talks do it. Make a lot of sense, so respect my movement, little beat. Ah, that's so good. That one I listened to a few times. That one's good. It is great. This one I'd say certainly actually written, an actual written right. song. Yes. Which is rare on, on Green Flame. And I think pretty rare in the rest of his catalog, too, from what it seems like. There's always a couple. There's there's always a couple you can tell, like, oh, so, he sat down and wrote this one. Okay, mm-hmm. so I have a radical concept. What if he just put out an album of music? That he fucking wrote. I think he did that with "I'm Gay," actually. Yeah, and it's a good album, right? Or yeah, decent? It's good. Pretty good. Decent. It's decent. It's good. Okay, so just do that, my dude. He does that with his albums. I think he did with Black Ken too. So he's only he's released like sixty mixtapes, but he has like five mixtapes. proper albums. Um, and I think those are the ones where he does like sit down and write. Yeah, but. I appreciate the irreverence of the fucking made-up songs that he does <laughs> on his mixtapes. I don't know. I yeah. I, I I could I could appreciate two of them maybe on a fucking ten-song album. I, I think Heather does have a good point with the editing in this in, because mostly we we've seen other very prolific rappers be able right. to produce a ton of music like um i the biggest example that comes to mind is like currency like mm. he releases like a couple mixtapes every month and it's all like really quality shit yeah L- lil wayne in the early 2000s right. too yeah right with like the dedication series and the drought and uh all that right so it's like we've we've seen it done really well so I, I understand being frustrated. And I think he can throw in some dumb, irreverent shit and still make it sound good. Like, this is the example of that. My arms are the Brooklyn Bridge. Like, uh, you know, some of the lyrics in the song are are kind of absurd. You know what I mean? And they're silly and they're, and they're not um, necessarily following, like, a clear narrative. But it's still is a cohesive song. It mm-hmm. is a song, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't have to sacrifice a part of yourself, Lil B. You are capable of doing just actual songs. And you can still have your mystique, and you can still have your persona, and you can still have this, you know, or these m- multiple personas um, and personalities and, 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 you know, takes on whatever. But, like, you can make good music while you're doing it. But he chooses either to not make good music or just to release everything that he has ever created. But I just, again, I don't think there's any intentionality even in half the shit that he's creating. I think that's intentionality in and of itself to release everything <laughs> Is that it you Dadaist or something? Yeah, we just, maybe. Uh... Yeah, it's Dadaist. Okay. Exactly. Right. That's exactly what it is. Oh, fuck. I just justified it <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> but I'm because you can justify anything by saying it's unjustifiable, you know? Fuck. This is where I was at with Farrah Abraham, and look at where I am now. I don't know, dude. I can't. This song is good. And then let's listen to the next three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, these next this three is... are, are all bass freestyles. These are listed as bass freestyles in the song title. Which means they are unlistenable stoppies. So Which means, yeah, go ahead so these and are completely to them. improvised. 
uh, on the spot. So there's Naughty Bass God Freestyle, I Got Mo Bass Freestyle, and Back to Bass Bass Freestyle. You already know, came through fall, came through me, came through sea. The bitches want me, the bitches want be. I got the hole, I got the mole, I got the roll, I got the door. Tell you like this, I'ma ride on a with that and come with that. Yeah, I'ma tell you like this, man. I'm the shit. Lil' beef and lil' boss, man. I'm ripping this shit. Like, what you gotta do? I'm ripping this shit. Bastards sitting so backwards. Most of them actors like, nigga, why are you rapping? What you doing with the fat? I'ma tell you like this, man. All right, I can't defend those first two. You cannot. I can't. <laughs> you cannot. No, those ones are really bad. They're they're not even words. There's not even words on that. Okay. Bay's guy. It's like a, a, it's like an infant, like babbling. And that follows the best song on exactly. the album. Exactly. Like, like he's like, you know what should follow this up? <laughs> Just droning. Uh. Because that would imply that he made a choice, and the whole point is that he doesn't make choices. Maybe. Yeah. I, okay. I had I had one line that I wrote down <laughs> that I really liked. So here it is. Uh, call me Robocop. Call me with the pills, bitch. I'm Robocop with the pills. <laughs> right? That's like he transitive repeats. property. Oh, so he does take pills. Oh, he repeats okay. bitch and Robocop with the pills uh, like two more times after that, too, I think. Yes. NYU invited this man to speak for multiple hours. Yeah. He did say in that. Uh, talk, I think, to, that everyone should treat one another like their babies, which <laughs> I actually, I thought about that for a long time. Oh my god. I did. I did. What's your takeaway? I, I feel like I'm still to this day digesting it, but <laughs> I'll have a take on it in the coming weeks. <laughs> yes. I feel it. There's a very interesting couple of lines in I Got Mo. Is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So I'm trying to I'm trying to put this together. What's he saying here? Young base god, I'ma fuck that. Ho come up over here and suck my partner dick. No, I'm lying, bitch. <laughs> you the base god, fucking with me. I mean, run it back. <laughs> also the counting. I I got six, I got seven, I That's got it. nine. <laughs> I got ten, I got five. <laughs> I got bitch. <laughs> I get I rich. <laughs> I got rich, yeah. <laughs> Mambo number. Uh. <laughs> Mambo number. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Back to bass, bass freestyle, though. Uh, pretty impressive, I think, of him to freestyle on that beat. Uh, I think. It was okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but if you, if you recognize it. He ran it, backwards with backwards with backwards. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, there's a lot of fucking shit lines that go nowhere, but if you recognize it as a 
true freestyle, which is rare these days. People go on uh, sway sway in the morning, and yeah, right. you know, it's clearly something they've memorized. Right. You know, he's up the he 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 actually he did a whole freestyle album with Chance the Rapper, which I I kind of enjoyed. You haven't listened to that, right? Nope. Okay. We hate Chance now. We just want him to, to deal with his himself. Just deal with yourself, man. Just deal with yourself. Figure it out. But there's, you know, similar style uh, freestyles on that album where it's like, uh, you know, sure, there's a lot of throwaways and there's a lot of stuff where thoughts, coherent thoughts are clearly not being formed. No. But I think at least like, you just, know. Nothing comes to completion on this fucking album. <laughs> or with this maybe, artist. Maybe on my arms, the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> yeah. And the rest of this is just a desperate, flaccid fap. It's just kind of fascinating. That's... I don't know. To me. <laughs> okay, but we're not scientists in a lab. Like, we're not getting paid to do research into the, you know, inner workings of probably a mentally ill man's mind. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm... there's. It's fascinating, like, watching a car crash. You want to look away, but you are still looking at it. What do you make of so many people finding actual meaning in this or, or seeming do to? Do people... Okay, but I think that they're all fucking Stockholm Syndrome t- too. I think that they feel like they have to because otherwise they have to admit that they're like... The, the joke is on them. And that's actually kind of where I... Still think that is possible for Lil B to have just been doing this as a as a troll, as a way of trolling the hip hop industry. He does. As a way of does. trolling, he trolls. Uh, you he know, pop culture as a way, and then of of even trolling his fans, right? Because it's like I can say literally whatever the fuck I want, and people will worship it, and people will do a podcast, you know, talking about it for over an hour and a half, and like. I think you're on the right track, but I think it's more complex than that. I also think he has. I think you, want, I think you to need it. to believe that it's more complex than that, Mike Dunn. I, I think you need to. You don't think he has genuine love for his fans? I feel like he does. I don't know what, and I don't know anything about this man, to be honest. I, totally I only know about his his public he has a his lot of absurd love. persona. He has a lot of love. Okay. He's well, full of love. All right. Let's um end this fucking... <laughs> all right. We got two songs left. We're going to do oh, them both, Oh, there's two? Right? I thought it was just one. Oh, just my Back God. Home and Nobody Got okay. Cash. Back all Home right. was supposed to be the last track, and then he added one more. And let me tell you, Nobody Got Cash, really yeah. some critical shit that needed to make its way onto this album. So let's... Some uh, of the best ad-libs on that song, I got to say, so... Rockin' on 6th Street, talking to the people, man, the rest was history. My life was crazy, homeless people giving me peach coffee. Charlie, thank you for Charlie. Never forget, I see you real early, giving me some game. Niggas was rockin' too early. Bus rides, meet niggas in the back like, bro, what you doing? Shit, I'm trying to get straight like grown-ass men, but we only 14 and 15 and 16. That's the crazy thing, niggas coming out with weird In the hood, and post up. I'ma be the engine in the hood. Mm. Turn up, uh. summertime. Everybody wanna see me burn up. I'm looking like college, so y'all better learn up. Uh. I don't fuck with you, they leave you bloody. I'ma tell you like this I ain't gonna funk for the money. Uh. Money tight, but ain't gonna stay where it's at. Ah. You only see green, that's why your soul turned black. Soul turned black. Whatever that means. So, back home is my favorite song on the album. I it was it was definitely up there for me too. Yeah. I was like this that actually would have been such an appropriate closer. Mm-hmm. Like it actually felt like great. Like the there, beat is fantastic. And then he just had to totally fucking fuck it up by throwing that 
nobody got cash. Like, <laughs> addendum, footnote, like, almost, that's the problem is, like, every little moment where I build up some semblance of goodwill and, like, good faith, and then it's, like, taken away because it's, like, you just make this this choice to totally ruin it. I don't know. Ugh. I think nobody got cash is fine. I think he should have no, put it. No, it's not. It's he should have put it in the middle. I, the the ad libs are really funny on this one. He says like "God damn it" in like a nerdy voice. Yeah. Uh, he says "Kuliki, kuliki, kuliki." <laughs> and then uh, there's the, I love the best part is when he's rapping. He's rapping these lines and the voice his ad lib voice is responding to him saying "Shut up." Yeah, that. I don't yeah. care. Get off me. I know. Yeah. Get off me. <laughs> the base God giveth and he taketh away. <laughs> like there's yeah. You know I'd talk green. You know the same thing. We do the same shit. You can fuck my bitch. You know he's a giving man. But then he's like, don't fuck my bitch immediately afterwards. I guess that's kind of funny. Sort of. <laughs> that's like a thing. That's like one of his memes is, is you can fuck my bitch, bass god. Okay. Dude, it's a bad song. It's a, it's not fine. It's a bad song. It's just like almost, eight, I would say, 80% of this album, which is a bad album um, filled with bad songs. But um, and, it, and unfortunately, it really does take away from the impact of Back Home, which is a great I would say, yeah, this and My Arms and the Brooklyn Bridge are the best songs on the album and are genuinely good hip-hop songs. Yeah. I I'm think uh, I think Back Home might even be a Clams Casino beat. It's definitely, it sounds oh, like him. Oh, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Clams Casino did a lot of production on Lil B's early stuff, and he's, like, a fantastic producer in his own right. You know, he's he's made his own name post-Lil B. It's probably the got the most famous off Lil B uh, as anyone ever has other than soldier boy yeah i like back home like he's talking about like getting evicted he's talking about like people on the streets like you know homeless people giving him cups of pete's coffee pete's right coffee, yeah. he so m- maybe he was like home maybe he's living on the streets at some point <laughs> mm-hmm. like yeah um but then you know and actually i thought one of the most emblematic like lyrics on this whole album that kind of tells you what you need to know about Lil B is fuck with me and I'ma bruise you and try to save you. I had that written down too. I just thought that was really pow- I thought that yeah. was really powerful. Yeah. He's like, you fuck with me, I'm gonna fucking fuck you up. I'm gonna defend myself and I'm also going to be invested in your well being and try to and try to save your life. And I and that's fucking powerful shit. Yeah. It's powerful shit. And then it's just like immediately the goodwill once again at this point the goodwill had already dried up because of those three fucking pointless ass freestyles that went nowhere and um you know took up all this time in my life and with nothing to offer and then by the time you get to this on the 19th song you're just like okay and even then it's like okay well at least he's ending strong and then followed by just trash you know what i mean i just i don't i don't understand i guess well that line really shows you it shows you the whole dichotomy you know i'm gonna bruise you and i'm gonna try to save you you know he he does both type of songs he he and he inhabits both worlds you know he he represents many things you know he's a he does gangster rap. He does positive, yeah. uh, conscious rap. He does sh- shit for the strip club. He shouts out uh, his past. You know, he does throwback hip hop. He does it all, and I appreciate it a lot. Even though I I recognize what you're saying that it is f- very frustrating and it is very inconsistent, and uh, there's a lot of g- fucking garbage. It's true, but like I just I'm he... willing to take all that. I don't know. I... Yeah, he'll he'll bruise you and he'll try to save you, but he will not bore you. And I will give him that. 
I w- none of this was boring. That's true. true. Um, true. And for a 67 minute long album or whatever the fuck it is, it should be really boring. But I, I will say that I was exhausted and frustrated and irritated, but I didn't fall asleep. You know, it wasn't like a tool fucking that goddamn tool album. Yeah. Like I better than tool. You heard it here first. folks. <laughs> Little B better than tool. I'm not <laughs> standing by that, but in that <laughs> moment, in a very, very, very particular comparison, I just, it, the thing is, is I don't want to hate Little B. I actually want to like him. I went to see him live. You know what I mean? There was clearly something about it that spoke to me, but I, I, I'm trying really hard and lowering the bar every time I try. And then I'm realizing, like, why am I doing that? Why why, why do I have to do all of this fucking mental gymnastics to be able to justify what ultimately mostly amounts to trash with a few little moments of treasure? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're trying too hard. Have you thought about that? Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do on a podcast is, <laughs> you uh, know. That's true, yeah. Is, is be it's a music like critic. Job. I am a music critic in this context, so. Yeah. But I, I agree. because I, I No, I think you're right, though, because Lil B does not try hard, and that's kind of the point. And and that's what being based is. It's, it's being whoever the fuck you are at whatever moment with no editing, with no self-censorship, with honestly with no real consideration for the lives or feelings of others, but just kind of like throwing it out there, you know what I mean? And just being like, here you go. There. I much prefer this to like some like overwrought yeah. bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I agree too. Like I think I do, I think I probably did enjoy this album more yeah. than I about- than I appreciated the, you know, the Tool album, which Our- absolutely was technically better musically. Or right, Heather, think about all the intention and purpose that went into Speed and Bullet to Heaven. I know. You know, know. do you really need all that intention or can you just enjoy the fucking goofy insanity of fucking little B? You know what I mean? Like if you turn your brain off, it's pretty great. If you go dumb, it goes against every fucking instinct, every muscle in my body (laughs) and my brain. That's the problem is I, I can't. I do think about things. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because I care about stuff. And I will say that it does seem that on some level, like, not on some level, but on almost every level, like, Lil B does care about this. So bless him for trying. But this is, I, let's get let's get into rating it. Yeah, I think let's this rate is, the this album. Is the time. All right. So as our guest, you get to choose our quantifier. So you get to. What's the highest score I can give? So it's a zero to a negative five. So we don't do good music here. You can't go, you know, above a zero unless it really warrants it, which I'm going to tell you right now, this does not. Um, it's a zero to a negative five of something, and we have to decide what that thing is. You actually, in fact, get to decide. I'm going to give this mixtape negative three Brahma heads <laughs> <laughs> out of five. Yes. Okay. And why? Um, gosh. I Mostly this album was... A rough listen for me. It was a real slog, um, but it it had it had those gems, man. He he's in in his best moments. I think Lil B is a voice for the community, and he's a fucking weirdo, and he is really fun. So I got it. I can't give it a lower score than that. I'm gonna go minus three. What do you guys think? I'm gonna respect our scale because I respect our show, oh my God, and I don't want to fuck up the <laughs> what averages. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? But for me, this is a zero. I'm giving it a what? zero. Uh, Why? Because I enjoyed it. Oh, my God. Way more than I enjoy the vast majority of what we listen to on this show. 
I appreciate Lil B. No. I appreciate no. what he does. It is no. frustrating in its way. No. It does have uh, some truly laughable lyrics uh, and some 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 truly uh, awful moments. Uh, but the overall effect I felt was joy and positivity. I enjoyed myself listening to Green Flame, as I do listening to pretty much all of Lil B's mixtapes, aside from his ambient albums like Rain in England, which uh, are too boring to even discuss. <sighs> Bitch Mob Task Force, protect Lil B at all costs. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what I feel is rage. I want to fucking take you outside. I want to have a fist fight over that rating. <laughs> I am... I, I, I'm questioning our friendship. Come I on. can't believe that. You knew this about me already. No, dude. I thought you had moments of clarity over the course of this fucking two-hour slog. It's insane that you would say that. It's insane that you would say that. I, I, uh, There's right. a lot of love in this room right now. <laughs> yeah. The base god loves you, just so you know. Fuck. Ugh, that's a threat. I... Oh, my God. Okay, listen. I have felt like I have had to be a social scientist for the entirety of this of this album. It was like work. Um, and for that reason, I'm going to give it a scientific rating. So I'm going to count the number of good songs and then do the do the math of how many bad songs there are, of which there are many. So let me just count through them. Uh, Brooklyn Bridge, I like. Um, Back Home. Mm-hmm. June's Confessions. June's Confessions. Where are you from, uh, Where are you from, girl? Okay. I taught you. All right. No, I didn't. <laughs> Don't try to sneak in an I taught Ian in here, Zach. All right. That's five out of how many? 20. 20. Okay. So that's one point off. Uh, he no, gets one, one point. One and a half points off. Correct. So he gets a negative 3.5. And I feel like that is generous. I feel like that is generous. I will say that. Yes, I was less bored than other song than other, you know, albums that we've reviewed. I was more entertained, but that does not make it good music. Like it, it just doesn't. And we are we're reviewing music here. We are. We're not re- reviewing a feeling I gave it that a we zero. get. Zero, a zero is a bad. A zero score. is wrong. It is the wrong it <laughs> is the wrong Can I judgment. Ask, I Mike, get, is that the highest score that you've given? No, the highest score I've given is a positive two for the Duchess by Fergie. I gave ICP a positive point five. And I would definitely maintain that I ICP is definitely still better than Lil B. No way! Absolutely, I, it I is. I cannot support that. How can you not I support that? Support Have you listened that. to ICP? Have you genuinely given that shit a listen? Miracles is delightful. It's hilarious, and the beats are good, and the production is good, <laughs> and they're fucking stupid, but they hit the beat. Are you I, kidding me? I will say I was pre- pleasantly surprised by ICP. What are you talking about? They are way better than this. No. Yes, they are. No. They are. Oh, my no. God. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Like, I just don't understand how we can't come to that simple conclusion, which is that the ICP album that we reviewed was better than this. No, it was. it was not. It was. All right. With the podcast w- is over. I know. We're not friends We're anymore. breaking up. <laughs> the thing is, is that it's just as much of a joke with even with better, like, ICP has better production and better lyrics and better uh, flow. So I'm sorry. Like they were both entertaining, but this was bad music and I'm giving it a negative 3.5, which I think is incredibly generous and you're welcome. Fine. Based Generosity God. is what Lil B is all about. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you learn your lesson. Heather. Oh my God. All right. I want to, 
I want to thank you, Zach. <laughs> I just, thank you, guys. This was very fun. This is speaking of generosity. Thank you so much for lending us your ear, your soul, your spirit, your time. Most of all, time. Yeah, so much time to this project. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, to to sitting here with us. And um, why don't you tell the the stoppies out there where they can find you and how they can support you? And I know you host uh, the Mendoza Line comedy show. Uh, tell us about that. So we yeah, can... uh, my buddies uh, John Baglio and Katie K and I. Uh, uh, co-host the Mendoza Line Comedy Show every Saturday at 9. It's just an independent uh, showcase show. Um, it's really fun, and it's in a um, pretty crappy but fun bar called the Dugout Cafe. Cool. And um, some light crying on Twitter. I uh, used to tweet, and I have quit. So <laughs> Some uh, light crying? <laughs> that yes. was your Twitter handle? Yes. <laughs> oh, you're a sensitive soul. That's why you love Will Be so oh, much. Oh, man, I'm crying in pet shops. <laughs> <laughs> some light crying. Thank you so much, Zach, for being on the show. This was great. Thank you, Zach. Thanks. Thank you for saying you wanted to talk about Lil B. You've opened up a whole world here. <laughs> Heather and I are no longer friends as a result. But, yeah. You know, but I'm, at least I'm glad we like got... you. We like you. We have a new friend. So uh, Zach is my new friend. He's is, mine is now. Zach replacing me on the pod now? Yep, that's it. Okay. Zach at least can be a diplomat here. Thank you, Stobbies, for uh, for listening to this show and supporting us. Uh, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts and at makeitstoppodcast.com. We're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at makeitstopcast. You can send us an email. You can talk to us about how Lil B represents a Hindu god. You, what were we asking them to tell us about? What? No, um, they got to rate us five stars and write a review five times by... Ten times. Ten times. We need ten five-star reviews. Oh, you've upped it to ten now. I, I said ten you the said whole time. Five. You said five. No, I said five stars. Okay, ten five-star reviews <laughs> by February 10th. Yeah. And we will, and then we will live stream ourselves. For Mike Dunn's birthday. Listening, yeah, for my birthday, listening to Lil B for 50 hours straight. <laughs> I... I said it, and so I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna excited do it. for it. So. No, I'm nothing if not loyal to to you, Stoppies. So thank you for supporting us. Thank you to the Pantheon Podcast Network for Pantheon. enabling us. Get us that dick pill money, Pantheon. We're waiting for it, um, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. The Make It Stop Podcast is recorded at the Boston Free Radio Podcast Studio, located at Somerville Media Center in Union Square at Somerville. It is produced and edited by Heather McCormick, and the music that we use for our show has been produced by Patrick Ahern. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Cindy Howes. Basic Folk is my podcast featuring honest conversations with folk musicians. A crisis is actually kind of exhilarating. You know what to do. I unplugged from the internet. I walked every day, even if it was five below. One day I walked. I hope you had a good pair of gloves. I did. Great. Thank you. <laughs> can you talk about Bob Dylan? I can. Uh, how you met him and your favorite memory of him? Well, you're not going to get that one. <laughs> this podcast fosters the folk music community and showcases a genre that is often misunderstood. Ironically, Basic Folk features complex conversations about the human experience witnessed from an artistic angle. Whatever I was telling myself in terms of like, oh, it's like important for me to like just keep my personal life and my career separate. No matter how you kind of justify it, there's something that's not good for you. The psychological buildup over time, even of just like having to check myself in conversation, that's just like not healthy. How do you approach both of these like very straight worlds as a musician? and as a human being who doesn't fit those stereotypes. I'm on a rainbow-colored unicorn 
flying at them, and they they don't know what to do with me. But I'm there like a little bee. <laughs> Our definition of folk is extremely broad, so you'll hear interviews from Katie Tunstall, Livingston Taylor, Amanda Shires, and many more on Basic Folk. Available wherever you get your podcasts or at cindyhouse.net. Basic Folk is part of the Pantheon Podcast Group. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.